Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, dear friends. I'm so happy you're joining me again today. And today I'm going to continue with part two of knowing what God only knows. If you didn't listen to part one yet, that's okay. You can listen to this broadcast today. But then some other time I would ask you or advise you, go back and try to find part one and listen to it because it will clear some things and help you. And I know it will bless you too. But today, even if you didn't listen to part one, you can listen to part two because it will make sense to you. We are talking about knowing secrets, things that God only knows. And the only way you can know these things is by spending time with God, being in fellowship with Him, listening to Him. You know, prayer is a two-way stream. Some people have a prayer life that, well, when they pray, they have their list of all their wants and all their questions and all their frustrations. And the moment they finish talking, they say, amen, and that's it. And then they go to their daily business again. But this is not real prayer. Real prayer is, yes, speaking to God, but it is also listening to God. How wonderful, isn't it? A a, a mystery that our grand creator, the one who seats and enthrones above all, has time and, and has a longing and has a desire to speak to you, my dear friend. It doesn't matter how simple you are or how important you think you are or you might really be so important to the world today, but yet you are not more important than God or God's business. And he wants to spend time with you. Are you willing to spend time with him? Spend time with him. Recognize his voice. Listen to his voice. It could be of life importance to you that you hear what he has to say and it surely is of importance to the church to this world today and to those that are going lost today in part one we finished with abraham abraham it says god said will i keep a secret for abraham (laughs) can you imagine this the great creator the great god of the heavens who created all things he says shall i keep a secret for my friend abraham no 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 i can't do that i must tell him because i chose him because i have a plan with him and through him i will bless every person on this world yes oh god he told abraham what he was about to do he told abraham what he had in his heart he told abraham what was going on at the time and God still wants to reveal to his friends not only his children or not only you know those that are saved but those that are his friends oh John is there a difference well I'm talking about well we can be saved but be so busy with our own life but for Abraham oh to spend time with God was so important that God calls him his friend and of course Abraham was a man of faith are you a person of faith are you a person that spends time with the father that loves to spend time with the father that believes in the father and and that has entrusted his whole being to the father oh how you can be a friend of God today by the grace of God and by the accomplished work of Jesus on the cross and you can be in such an intimate relationship that God will start to share with you things that are in his heart things that concern him that are important to him Many times when we pray, we pray about things that are important to us. But when we pray, 
Our prayer should be a way of seeking the Father to find out, Father, what is important to you? Because what's important to you should be important to me. What's important to you is really important in life. Oh, so many things can be important for us. So many things can keep us busy. But if we would seek the heart of God, we would find out maybe that we need to be busy with different things, things that are important to the Father. And when Abraham found out what God was about to do to Sodom and Gomorrah, it became such a burden on his heart And he started to intercede for Lot and his family who was living there. Oh, I pray that you will also start to intercede for those that are lost, those that are in wicked ways, those that are disobedient, those that are in wicked ways, those that rebel to God, that we will pray for them with a heart of compassion, with a heart that we want to see them saved, we want to see them restored, we want to see them to return. You know, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And we can have knowledge revealed, but then we cannot run with that knowledge. We must wait and see God for the wisdom, what to do with that knowledge. And let me give you an example. If I think of the story of David, David was the anointed of the Lord. David was exalted to be king. But you know, he took Bathsheba, who was the wife of someone else. And then he killed her husband when she was pregnant from David. And he tried to cover it up first. But when he couldn't cover it up, he killed the husband. And, and well, he got himself into such a great mess. And while he was in that mess, he was still the anointed. He was still the king. He was still reading the Psalms, etc., etc. And he had gone astray in such a way that somehow, well, I don't know how or what or what was going on exactly, but you know, somehow it was so covered and he was in such a web that the Lord could not reach him directly as he spoke to David directly in many times before. So he gave revelation to the prophet Nathan and Nathan found out not by You know, the latest press release or some gossip magazine or some hearsay. No, he found out because God's spirit spoke to him that David was in a lifestyle that was not pleasing unto God. A lifestyle that was full of deceit and wickedness and something had to be done. But the desire of God was not to destroy David as it is not his desire to destroy mankind today. He wants to see mankind repent. He wants to see mankind saved of their wicked ways. He wants to cleanse them of their iniquity and their sins. And he wanted to do the same for David there in the Old Testament. And so Nathan has the revelation that David is in a wicked an awful life and that something needs to happen but God also gave him the wisdom how to speak to David. If Nathan would have just gone with that information with that knowledge in his own ways, oh it could have turned out so different the story. If he would have done it in the wrong way instead of opening the heart of David instead of bringing David to repentance on his knees, instead of bringing David back into restoration, it could have made David so angry that he would have hardened his heart and he would have killed the prophet and he would have gone oh and fallen from the great place that God had placed him and given unto him but you know God gave wisdom and so 
When we seek the face of God and we seek him for knowledge and we're looking for him and listening to him because we want to know what he wants us to know. We want to know these secrets that are unknown to mankind because they are important for us because how else will people like David, will others today be saved? It is through a word of God. It is through the knowledge of God. It's through the wisdom of God. Let us not only settle with the facts or the information or or the knowledge there, but let us seek also for God's wisdom. And then he will speak to us and he will guide us just like he led Nathan how to speak to David. And David was there and he was in that life. But Nathan came and he had that story that God given to him how to reveal that sin and how to show that David was the one lacking, that David was the one that needed to repent. And the end result of it is that we see that God was able to forgive David because he repented of his sins and God was able to restore David because he was humble before him. What a difference with Saul. Oh, when Samuel came and God had also given knowledge and wisdom to Samuel. But Samuel, oh, he, he, he had such a love for, for Saul, but Saul, he was unwilling to repent. But, but that God can give us knowledge and give us a word and give us wisdom, how people will be able to receive that and come to repentance and revelation. Now, a word from God can be a word that will save your life. I must think of Daniel, you know, the king had a dream and the king knew this was a divine dream. And so he called all his soothsayers and and astrologers and all his wise people. And he said, well, God spoke to me and you need to tell me what he said to me because I don't understand what he spoke to me. And he spoke to me in a dream. And so all those people that are standing there, they said, well, tell us the dream and we will tell you what he said. He said, no, 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 no. He said, then you'll just make up something. No, you need to tell me the dream and its interpretation. And they said, no, tell us the dream and we'll tell you what God said. And, they, and the king said, no, I made up my mind. You need to tell me the dream and you need to tell me the explanation. They said, but no king has ever asked something like this because this cannot be done. He said, well, you know what? He said, if you don't come up with the answer within 24 hours, I'm going to kill you all. And that was hanging above their head. And when Daniel heard this, he said to the king, give me a day, give me a day. And it says in Daniel chapter two, verse 70 to 23, let me read it. It says, Daniel, he went home and told his companions, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, those are Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but these are the Hebrew names. He told them what was going on. And he asked them to pray to the God of heaven for mercy in solving this mystery so that the four of them wouldn't be killed along with the whole company of Babylonian wise men. And that night, the answer to the mystery was given to Daniel in a vision. And Daniel blessed the God of heaven, saying, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. He knows all. He does all. He changes the seasons and guides history. He raises up kings and also brings them down. He provides both intelligence and discernment. He opens up the depths tells secrets, sees in the dark, light spills out of him. God of all my ancestors, all thanks, all praise. Oh, you made me wise and strong. And now you have shown us what we asked for. You solved the king's mystery. 
I like this story and I'm not able to go into the depth of it because of time, but I love this story because I believe this story is still important for us today. Oh, man of God. And again, this is a message for all believers. This is for every believer. Maybe you're just a believer for a few weeks, but this is also a message for leaders in the kingdom and for apostles and prophets alike and pastors and shepherds and and, and teachers. You know, we can give great teaching. We can give great preaching and we can give great leadership, but we need to hear from God. They need a word from God. There is a difference in just giving good teaching, which is always good to give, and good doctrine is always important to bring. But you know, there's a difference in just bringing good teaching that you get out of a booklet or to bring what God is speaking right now. And it's so important because God wants to reveal mysteries. He wants to reveal secrets this day. And maybe you don't think they are important, but they can be so important solving and changing a nation's changing history for the future, changing the next generation. We cannot just bring what we think is important. We need to bring what God says is important. We need to reveal secrets that come from a revelation because we have been in the presence of God and not just a revelation because we had so much study and there's so much intellect in our head. God still speaks today and he still reveals mysteries today and these mysteries that he reveals and resolves, they open open doors and they change seasons and times also for the church. That's why as a shepherd, you need to hear from God because that word next Sunday can change your church, can bring it from death into revival. It can bring it into new life. It can bring a whole new generation to the Lord. Also, you need to know that secret. You know, when he speaks, it can save your life. It says in Matthew 2, verse 12, it says, In a dream, these wise men were warned or not to report back to Herod. And so they worked out another route and they left the territory without being seen and returned to their own country. Maybe you are on a path and that path will destroy you. But you know, God, if he can reach you, if you can listen and not that he can reach you because he is able to, he's always able to, but that we are in a place that we can hear him, that we can receive from him, that we will be obedient to what he says. It can change us and put us on another path, a path that will save our life, a path that will protect us in that same chapter, it says, uh, after the scholars were gone, God's angel showed up again in Joseph's dream. Joseph, the earthly one who was chosen to take care of Jesus as a father. It says, and commanded, get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Stay until further notice. Herod is on the hunt for this child and wants to kill him. And then a few verses later, it says, Later, when Herod died, God's angel appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. And he says, up and take the child and his mother and return to Israel. All those out to murder the child are dead. What is this saying here? God spoke to Joseph 
and it saved him and his wife and the child. And God said, go and hide. And then later God speaks to him and says, okay, go and you can reveal yourself again. You can show yourself. I read the same with Elijah. Oh, when he said it will not rain for so many years, it says, God said, go and hide. And then later God says, go and show yourself. You need to know when God says, go and hide. Many times when God says, go and hide, we want to stand up in boldness and we want to You know, in faith, take command of the situation. But there are times that God says, go and hide. Go and be silent when you are witnessing or in your marriage, in your family lives. There are times when God says, shut up your mouth. Don't say another word. Keep silent for now. But there are also times when God says, and now you must speak out. Now you must be bold and free in the power of the Holy Spirit and speak in my name. There are times to hide. There are times to show yourself. And you need to know from God when it is the time to hide or when it is the time to show yourself. Think of Paul. When God speaks, he can tell us when and where to witness, to testify, to minister. If you read Acts chapter 16, it says they wanted to go one way, but the Spirit prohibited them to go that way. They wanted to go another way, but the Spirit again prohibited them to go that way. And then in the night, Paul, he had a vision, and there was a man who said, come over and help us. And it says immediately we knew it was God who was directing us to go to Macedonia and to bring the good news to all the Europeans. Europeans. Oh, my dear friend, if you will listen, God will say, and he will tell you, go to the right, go to the left, don't go to the left, don't go to the right. This is my way, walk in it. But you need to hear his voice. And it can be so important because if you go to the right, instead of going to the left, you can miss the open door that God had for you on that side. If you go the other way that God has for you, you can bring yourself into great distress and great problems, and you can do damage to the ministry or the kingdom of God. Oh, my dear friend, on this subject, there's so much more to say, but what I'm feeling in my spirit, in my heart to tell you is just to make you aware how important it is to know and to listen to the voice of God, that God speaks today. There are different ways that he speaks, but there are so many voices that you need to be able to discern his voice, which will always be in line with the word of God. And that he doesn't speak to everyone in the same way. Acknowledge that. Know that for some things, oh, you can go and pray yourself, but for some things, you need to go to your pastor. You need to go to your leaders. You need to ask them for wisdom and to help you to find your way because they know the voice of the Lord. Samuel didn't recognize the voice of the Lord, but Eli had to direct him. Now, the next time you hear that voice, this is the voice of the Lord. This is how you respond to that voice. And that's how we teach others. And that's how we can learn what is really the voice of the Lord. And look to the fruit of your decisions. If you keep saying, oh, God says this, God says that, but the fruit in your life is never showing that it is God who has been directing you. Maybe you're not hearing the voice of God in the right way. I know several people, oh, they said, John, God spoke to me and I didn't have that witness in my heart and I felt it was the wrong way they were going and I told them, well, I don't know if this is God. I tried to be kind and gentle, but you know, they were so firm. No, this is God. This is what he said. And later on, I was firm. I said, no, it's not God. It's not in line with God's word. It's not in my spirit that this is how God is speaking to you. But but they were so firm in their ways. But But where are they today? Where are they today? They are lost, you know. Oh, don't be afraid if God's 
spoke to you to share it with your leaders, with your pastor, because there you will find acknowledgement. There can come a confirmation that God is speaking, but, but know his voice, know his voice. And when he speaks, or read Isaiah chapter 6, you know, it says he was cut up into the throne room of God and the presence of the Lord was there and the angels were singing holy, holy, holy and it brought a conviction of sin and the Holy Spirit can come into your life and bring a conviction of sin. I can tell you this lifestyle is wrong. I can tell you the Bible says don't do this, don't do that but you know there's a difference when I say it even if I say it under the anointing or when the Holy Spirit speaks in your heart and convicts you and shows you, listen, you're not living the way that I want you to live. And the way you are living is going to destroy you. It's going to bring a curse upon your seed, upon your family. You need to change your life. And the fear of God can hit you that you will say, I don't want to live this life anymore. I want to live how it's pleasing unto God. Oh, listen to the voice of God. Listen to the spirit of God. Come into the presence of God. Let him speak to you. And in that same prayer, presence. Oh, Isaiah, he heard the Lord say, who can we send? Who will go for us? And he received his calling. You will receive your calling as you are in the presence of God, as you are listening to him, as you are bowing before him, as that conviction of the spirit will come upon you. You will hear his voice saying, who will go for us? Whom can I send? And I pray that your response will be, here I am, send me. Father, I'm so thankful that you are a speaking God and that you definitely speak today. And you speak to the hearts of those that have an open heart for you and that listen. And I pray right now during this broadcast that your spirit will be so heavily in the rooms, in the places where your children are right now. Maybe they are in the car, maybe they are at home, I don't know where they are, but that your presence will fill up that place right now. That they will feel your peace, that they will experience your holiness, that they will hear the angels cry out, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. And Lord, as you have spoken to me as I was a young boy and through my life, certain moments that you convicted me, that you wanted me to change, Lord, that you directed me, that you protected me, Lord, all these different ways that you guided me in my life. I pray, Lord, today, you know who's listening, who needs guidance. You know who's listening, who needs to repent. You know who's listening, who needs a change in their life, who has a mystery that needs to be resolved. You know who's ministering needs to be revived. You know who needs revival in the church. You know who needs, Lord, healing and, and direction in the life for their marriage, their family, for their city, their area. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you yourself speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak to their mind. Speak to their heart. And when you speak, Lord, that they will ponder those words. They will ponder what you are saying right now. Oh, Lord, I think of that king of Nineveh who heard your word that you were going to destroy that city and who started to pray and seek your face. And people didn't understand it. And people said, why, why would you do? Why would you pray? Why would you seek God's face? It's the end. It's finished already. But that king said, who knows what God can do? 
when we humble ourselves, when we fast and when we pray. Oh, my dear friend, God wants to speak to you. And who knows what God can say, what God can reveal, what God can change, what miracle he can do for you as you seek his face, as you fast, as you pray. Who knows what God can change, what God can resolve, what God can do in your life, through your life today. Oh, Heavenly Father, we cannot know the mysteries by our own intellect, our own thought, by our own studies, but you can reveal through your word, through your presence, through your spirit, through your voice, Lord, you can reveal mysteries. And Lord, you can change situations. You can change lives. You can change, Lord, the path that we are walking on. You can change, Lord, the path a nation is on. You can change, Lord, the path that a church is on. If we will hear your voice, your voice of life, your voice that will bring restoration, that will bring true repentance, that will bring forgiveness, that will bring change and and a new creation about and a new life and a new revival in this generation and time. Lord, speak to the new generation. Speak to the church of today. Speak to the church of tomorrow, Lord, that we can walk in the mysteries, in the wonderful things that you reveal unto us and the things that you do through us because we heard from you, because we have a word from you. A word from you, Lord, can do more than 10,000 sermons of our own can do. One word from you, Lord, can change eternity for us, Lord, because it has power and it has strength. Thank you for speaking that word in our hearts today and all my listeners today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 